0: Hey guys, welcome back to Missing Out Mondays, where we tell you what we're into. Start your week off right. I'm Tari J. I'm Lex Michael. Hey,
1: I'm gonna start this time in your face, Lex Michael. I'm I'm putting my place. Ooh, I'm putting my. You, you, yeah. you put the chair down, and you told me to sit in it, and I did. And I feel uh, I feel weak. I feel uh, 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 what is it? Cucked as the oh, 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 right, yeah you uh, oh, is <laughs> that yep. did I use that correctly I
0: think so I you, think I yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. did you're you're, you're melting cuz you're s- snowflake yeah. I don't know I don't know whatever anyways <laughs> um, this week I've I started watching um, season 2 of Luke Cage the Netflix original series okay uh it takes place in the um, the Marvel TV universe that is slightly tangentially connected to the movie universe in barely, they make mentions of stuff that happens in that universe. It
1: kind of stopped, right? Like the first couple of seasons of like, I think daredevil, Jessica Jones, they referenced the incident, which is, I guess when the Chitauri invade New York and the Avengers, Yeah. they never say aliens, you know, But, but like, other than that, I think season one of Luke Cage references, uh, uh, justin hammer and hammer tech yeah i believe so but and yeah season two we get
0: one mention of the incident in that like they're like it's illegal to have uh technology related to the incident and that's it um so again tangentially related i hope shield comes back one day um but i um i find that season two is a little like I'm, I love watching Luke Cage, the character, and I, I like the, the TV universe. Um. I don't think I'm enjoying this season as much as I did the first season. I mean, it's hard to capture the feeling of a new cool thing. And I was really into season one of Luke Cage, mostly because I had been waiting years for Luke Cage to come on screen. And I think Mike Coulter did a great job with him. Oh,
1: he's like, he's like the character stepped off the page. Oh, yeah. That was an incredible piece of casting. And they cast him for... um. Jessica Jones. It was actually like that casting director who found Coulter for that role. Yeah. Um. But he's, I mean, he's perfect. I can't, I can't imagine a better fit for the characters. I remember reading him in the books. Hmm. So like,
0: season one was my jam. Like it, it, for the first half of season one, great. Um, second half kind of like was less solid. Um, season two, I feel like um, there's there's a lot more to be desired in terms of like. Luke's characterization Like he's He he was He was kind of a boy scout In season one In season two He's a lot more um, Emotionally Fluctuatory Volatile I would yeah, say, I would he's, say more of he's more of a, emotionally the, so volatile
1: I, I think I liked season two More than you did Overall I actually Overall think I prefer it To season one Although I would argue I think the Probably first half Of season one Is still the strongest Kind of run the show has Yeah Um but yeah, I really didn't let maybe my least favorite aspect of season two overall was that Luke's just a bit of a dick the whole time
0: a bit. Yeah. And so like I'm halfway through and I just, I know that like, I I just feel like maybe for me, the writing just feels inconsistent, which is probably what's, what's, Getting me like there are some cool moments. Um, there's I I do really like the character interactions, like they still get me. Like, there's a, a little old lady in like I think episode two or three who like hits on Luke Cage, and I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, best Luke Cage character ever!
1: Yeah, um, where's her spinoff? I just,
0: I'm waiting, I'm with Netflix, come on, right? Yeah, um,
1: but I think she, overall, she's, she's the villain of Punisher season two. <laughs>
0: She's like, I'll get get coffee for you. But by the Uh, end,
1: they fall in love. Aw, that's so sweet. Yeah, it's really nice. Uh, It's like a (laughs) May-December romance with uh, uh, Frank Castle and this old lady. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, They'll call it Castle Winter. Winter Castle. Anyway, it doesn't matter Because, um, <laughs> you know, because she's old So it's like a winter And then his last name is Castle And it sounds cute together Okay, um, but anyways that's, that's
1: what Grace and Frankie's about from now on Her name is Grace, his name's Frank They show up, he just blows away Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda And they just take the show over Hell yeah
0: yep. um, Anyway, I mean, I, I like it I, or not, I, I'm, I'm okay I'm lukewarm on it right uh. now um, I haven't gotten to the end yet, but I'll see how it ends. And, and if it like brings everything little, together, So
1: you feel a little cagey about it. Ooh, Ooh I quit yeah. the show. I'm putting my fucking hands down. I'm done. You don't oh. come back from bullshit like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: all the show is. It's all bullshit. <laughs> um, so I, I'm sure I'll let everyone know how, what I thought of it once I finish it. But
1: so how, uh, sorry. Well, uh, how far into it are you?
0: I am on episode seven.
1: Okay, uh, so just 13, about half. 13. yes. Okay, so there's some stuff in the back half. I think they pay off a lot of things really nicely. I think they arc the characters in really interesting ways. Okay. Um, Alfred Woodard continues to be incredible. Just every choice she makes, I'm really into. and it really does feel like she's in a different reality a lot of the time from everybody else. Yeah. but in a way that I find so endlessly compelling to watch. Like I can't I can't take my eyes off of her performance. Like while she's on screen I'm just like she could she could make almost any choice right now. Like almost literally any choice and because she is so committed and because she is so uh believable as this woman who is constantly like not not fraying at the edges, literally splitting apart at all points at all moments. Like she could make any choice and I believe a that this character might do whatever it is she happens to choose to do in the next moment, and B I believe it because Alfred Woodard is so damn committed yeah. to every moment, every weird little tick that uh, the Mariah character has, like that. That alone, I think, is, it carries at, at least the back half of the season for me.
0: Okay, interesting. I I'm, I mean I'm still reserving judgment. Um, until I finish it, like I, I feel like I can't be like this is bad if I haven't seen the whole thing. Like it doesn't make sense.
1: I feel like even by the end of the season, it's too. There, I think there's too much of value there to come down hard on. It's bad. But, yeah. yeah, I'm curious to see how how your mileage varies on some of where it goes compared to yeah like, to mine. Uh, what are you into this week? What am I into this week? Tari, have you ever eaten at Veggie Grill? Um, I haven't actually Okay so Veggie Grill is a place on Sunset that I know about Because I am a uh, Like a lot of uh, straight White nerdy males of approximately my age I am a big like almost lifelong Kevin Smith fan And a little over six months ago In the middle of two live shows He had scheduled for that night He had a massive heart attack And he was oh. rushed to the hospital at Glendale and apparently uh, the hospital in Glendale has this incredible oncology department. The uh, artery he had blocked was an artery they call the widowmaker because it's like 80 some odd percent of people if that artery is blocked they die. Um they managed to save his life and they told him afterwards you need you need a lifestyle change, like a massive lifestyle change or you're not most likely you're not going to be back in here. You're just going to be dead. You have to completely change your 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 diet, your routine, all of it. Yeah you have to become vegan essentially for your own well-being and he his response and he's talked about it a whole bunch on his podcast was essentially like I don't I can't do that I hate vegetables and I guess one of his doctors was like uh, no you don't that's just something you tell yourself essentially like you haven't had every vegetable prepared every way you don't hate vegetables go go out into the world and experience vegetation um so he had to become vegan and he started afterwards like he and uh I think he and Penjolette, kind of got talking and Penn Jillette sort of turned him onto this potato diet mm-hmm. which was a way to start losing weight up front like Penn Jillette lost a whole bunch of weight doing the same thing and so Kevin Smith started it's just you just exactly what it sounds like you only eat potatoes um, and you dole them out I guess depending on like you know uh, what your needs are kind of throughout the day and like you don't necessarily need to start by eating breakfast first thing like that's kind of Uh, propaganda from the breakfast lobby and whatnot Um, but but essentially started to lose a whole bunch of weight he has since lost I think 51 pounds like he beat his target weight loss goal and he's now uh, to the best of my knowledge fully vegan and he's talked a number of times about he is apparently at veggie grill every single day and so at home my girlfriend and I are not vegan but she cooks a lot, she finds these meal plans and she's real, like, she loves to cook and she loves to cook for the both of us and she Mm -hmm. makes vegan meals. Like, we still eat meat, you know, but she makes vegan meals, so a lot of what we eat at home is vegan food and it's incredible. So, like, I was then turned on through her to all of these different preparations of vegan food that I found incredibly delicious, that I could actually eat, like, a normal portion and not feel like garbage afterwards. Like, I got a weird thing with food where, like, I'll eat what, what is a normal portion for most people. And then I'll just feel like I need to crawl out of my skin. Yeah. And I think, I don't know why, maybe I'm just hypersensitive to food that isn't clean. Like I can eat it. I'm not going to, I'm not hyper picky when I go out or whatever, but like it's the, the difference is incredible. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I can, I can eat a bunch, but I feel good. Like I can feel full and good at the same time. And I'm not used to that feeling. Yeah. So. I was really now, now I'm really open to kind of uh, vegan dining. Kevin Smith is singing the praises of Veggie Grill. Uh, I finally, told my girlfriend about it. I'm like, hey, we should try this. So we tried it. And we got three items, because we were just like, three items, we'll split all three of them. Two of them are the ones that Kevin Smith says he gets every time, which is the Beyond Burger and the Mondo Nachos. So we got those two, and then something called the B-Wing Salad, which is kind of like a buffalo chicken-style salad. But, of course, no actual meat. It's not tofu. I've never liked tofu. It's always felt like eating a sponge to Mm. me. Um, I guess they're kind of meat substitutes, a combination of, like, soy and, I think, like, a a bean protein extract. Okay. Um, But... You know you may be aware that you're not eating chicken but like the experience of eating it texturally flavor wise it feels like eating a buffalo chicken salad the mondo nachos taste about as good as any nacho platter you're gonna get anywhere the burger which was my favorite item totally vegan totally clean tastes just like mcdonald's like shit was delicious yeah um so now ever since we've only had it once but since then like there's to my knowledge there's only one around and it's on sunset which is a little bit of a uh, hall, like to real quick, like grab some food there. Yeah. But I, I've been saying like, since the one time we've had it, like we got to do this again really, really soon. Cause I want to try everything on this menu. Like it's insanely good. If you're one of those people that's like, well, I need meat. Well, a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Meats actually can, you can get some stuff for meat. If you eat it in moderation, you know, that's fine. That's harder to get other places without a supplement. Fine. Totally. But sit for a second. Um, don't let if you're like oh vegans or blah blah blah. Don't let that dissuade you. Like the food is legit, fantastic. Yeah. Um. Taste great. Taste to me indistinguishable from the the non-vegan iteration of the same type of dish. Um. But also like if if you're like me, getting to feel full and satisfied at the same time instead of feeling full and gross. That that can be kind of rare. Yeah. So uh yeah, highly 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 recommend. It, it, Kevin Smith approved. If that means anything (laughs) to you guys, Uh, uh, Veggie Grill on Sunset in Los Angeles. Uh, If you're not in the LA area, I I don't know where else they exist. Google it. But if you're in the LA area, uh, uh, check it out on Sunset. Uh, Vegan food, but so 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 insanely good. Um, Yes, if you you will feel full and satisfied. Yeah, and if you go there, you might see Kevin Smith. Yeah, he's there. Apparently, he's there every day, getting the same two things.
0: Yeah. Uh, my roommate really likes the uh, the vegan mac and cheese that they do.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, okay. I have, see, I've only had those three items, but now I want to get... I have a feeling, though, every time I go back, it'll probably be like I'll be with my girlfriend or something. I'll be like, let's get... Because we were full at the end of those three items. Yeah. Um. I was like, let's get two. But one of them is always, I think, going to be that burger. Because mm. that burger... Like, McDonald's makes me feel... Like I'm dying, like I'm actively dying, <laughs> like my body is rotting from within as I consume it. Yeah, But it's delicious. So the fact that I can experience kind of that flavor, that texture, like the feeling of eating a, a McDonald's burger, Yeah, but it's clean food and at the end of it I don't feel greasy or nasty or weighed down like that's... That's the dream.
0: Oh, yeah. That's what
1: it is. That's why people came to this country uh, <laughs> centuries ago. It's like, I want the experience of McDonald's without the horror that follows.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, I don't want those those dark buns that they have in Japan. That's it. That, those they black don't bean want those, buns. Don't. Oh, yeah, that's right. Those are
1: black bean buns. No. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, They don't want those. They want that sweet, sweet
1: Beyond Burger. That's just not the color bread should be, man. <laughs> You, you don't discriminate <laughs> against red colors.
0: Um, oh, man. Uh, speaking of discriminating against colors. Um, oh, dear. Tomorrow, we are going to be... Uh, tune in tomorrow. We're going to be covering um, black media. We're going to have a, a friend of the show,
1: Matt Smith. Um, not not the 11th Dr. Matt Smith. The rich man's Matt Smith is our guest. Not not that knockoff BBC sci-fi iteration.
0: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know That was was an involuntary weird (laughs) laugh (laughs) Um, But uh, yes Uh, So he'll be coming through And we'll be talking about contemporary black media Kind of going through um, What's out there now And how it represents the uh, The existence of being a black person in America
1: Um, And as you all know I am of course the state's the leading authority on <laughs> black media. No, this is going to be a conversation where uh, I think I'm going to be doing a lot of listening. I will probably ask uh, ask some questions periodically, but I think this is uh, this is uh, this is a you this is a you joint. This is a, a Tari J joint. Ooh,
0: well, I mean, then get ready to light up and smoke this joint tomorrow. Yep, that's how that works. That's a
1: confusing an upsetting metaphor
0: nah you gotta you're gonna light up with this 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 podcast is gonna make you feel high because it's high caliber high caliber content um and it's gonna elevate you as a person um but also um make sure that you if you haven't done so already make sure that you subscribe to missing out on all of our, our various one of our various platforms you don't have to do them all Uh, We're not requiring that. You can. If
1: you want to be a completionist, you totally can. You
0: type. Uh, We're available on uh, Stitcher, uh, Google Play Store, uh, Podbean, iTunes, iHeartRadio. So anywhere you are, we are there. Um, If you want and if you can, leave us a uh, a comment uh, and a rating. That really helps boost us up to the top of the rates and helps other people find us. Because as you know, the best way to advertise is a word of mouth um and so please do that that would mean a lot uh if you do we will read it here on this show uh and then also if you're into something, make sure to hit up the missing out hotline. The number is 978 Miss out. Uh, that number again is 978 Miss out and you will you can leave us a voicemail and let us know what you're into and we'll integrate it into missing out Mondays. So uh please do so. We really want to hear from you uh, that would make our collective days. Um, so until then, until tomorrow, Lex, where can they find you?
1: I am all over social media at the Lex Michael. Awesome. And you can find me at Tari
0: J. That's T A U R I J A Y. And if I haven't said this already, you can find the show at Missing Outcast. That's M I S S I N G O U uh, T C A S T. All right, everyone. Take care, and we'll see you tomorrow.
1: Bye. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.
0: Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, Goodbye. cruel world. I'm leaving here today. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye all you people. There's nothing you can say that make me change my
1: mind. Goodbye. See, I went goodbye horses, which would have been a way different sign off. Yeah, yeah. I went uh, the end of
0: Pink Floyd's uh, "Brick in the
1: Wall." We're going to build a wall, and we're going to make Roger Waters pay for it. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> All right.